Hello, and welcome to the ArborPod, Detective Dendro series. Today's guest is Andrew Kozer in the case of the multi-hued maple. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. Hmm. Lose weight and regrow hair at the same time? Delete. This is what my afternoon had degenerated to, cleaning out my overflowing inbox. Somehow, my email account has always seemed to linger precariously around 95% capacity, just waiting for a would-be client's high-resolution photograph of a mystery bug to send it over the brink. Boost your romance potential in ten easy steps. I hesitated slightly before hitting the delete key. While my love life was lackluster at best, how credible could an email spam source be? Especially one that spelled easy with the individual letters E and Z. The fact that it had even roused my curiosity was a sure indication that I was sinking to a new level of office boredom. Unfortunately, recent weeks had been extremely dry, and I don't mean in the climatic sense. Outside, the weather was very conducive to the vigorous growth of all things green, with ample precipitation, perfect humidity levels, and plenty of warm, sunny days. To make matters worse... An especially frigid February had knocked back most of the cold, intolerant, invasive pests that had been impinging on the city's urban vegetation. Everything around town appeared alive and healthy. Even susceptible malice cultivars seemed to mock me, with relatively unscabbed leaves and unblighted blossoms. I had sent Codet home early again. The lack of action the last few weeks had been making him squirrely, and generally intolerable at the office. I told him to burn off some of his pent-up energy with his friends. Before I could even finish dismissing him for the day, he was grabbing his saddle and rope bag and heading off to the park. While I appreciated the quiet that followed his departure, I was still left searching for something to occupy my time. That should do it, I said aloud, satisfied with a private victory over my burgeoning inbox. I had managed to reduce my email account to respectable 74% of its maximum capacity. That would buy me at least another four days. Six with the way things were going lately. With nothing else planned for the rest of the afternoon, I felt relieved when the phone rang. Hello, Detective Dendro Disorder Diagnostics Incorporated. I replied instinctively. How may I help you? A booming introduction contrasted with my canned greeting. Dendro, glad to get a hold of you. The name's Salvador Ixalba, and I have got something to show you. I've just discovered a new kind of tree. His excitement made it difficult to get much more than an address and cell phone number. After about a minute, I had collected all I could and headed off to meet him. After a quick cross-town trip, I found myself in one of the city's older subdivisions. By the look of many of the trees in the area, and the dominant architecture of the houses, I would say the development was at least 40 years old. There was a good chance that these properties actually have real soil, I mused under my breath. Not like the stripped-down development next to my office. I can't believe that guy had to break out a pickaxe to finish his planting pit. Over the years, I had noticed my inability to appreciate anything at face value. I constantly, and almost subconsciously, felt the need to analyze, compare, and scrutinize every tree and environment that I came across. 
This was a great asset when working on a case, but had been a source of distraction on more than one stroll in the woods, with a potential love interest. What was that you said? No, seriously, I do want to know. I was paying attention. It was just that ash is flagging a little, and I... Oh, never mind. I've since learned to take dates to the movies or for coffee. Rounding a bend, I spotted a heavyset man in a yellow leisure suit, struggling to get out of a Cadillac. The car and suit each looked to be at least 25 years old, but judging from their pristine conditions, both must have been meticulously cared for. I pulled up behind the caddy and got out of my car. In walking towards Mr. Ixalba, I was able to get a better look at him and gain a greater appreciation for his sense of style. Like some sort of walking time capsule, he had managed to preserve the tail end of the disco era and carry it with a sense of tacky dignity into the 21st century. Mr. Ixalba, pleasure to meet you, I said, extending my hand out to greet him. Ah, there was no need for formalities, Dendro. Please call me Sal. I quickly worked it over in my head. Salix Alba, Salix Alba. Honestly, how do I always seem to find these people? So, where is this new tree cultivar of yours, Sal? I asked. I'm curious to see what you have found. Well, technically, it isn't my tree yet, Sal replied. This property belongs to one of my clients. I haven't put up a for sale sign up yet, in case I decide to take ownership of it and the tree. Oh, so you are a real estate agent, I inquired. Yes, among other things, Sal said, reaching for his wallet. He took out a business card quickly, scribbled something on it, and handed it to me. It read, Salvador Salix Alba, certified realtor, purveyor of quality used vehicles, fine wine importer, horticulturist. The last, misspelled profession, was what Sal had written on the card prior to handing it to me. Before I could comment on the business card, Sal ushered me to the side of the house. Here it is, Sal beamed. I think I'm going to call it Sal's Two-Tone Tree. It is still just a working title, but what do you think? The tree was quite impressive. The young Norway maple, Acer platinoides, had two symmetrical main leaders jutting from the base of the trunk. Both trunks were approximately 30 feet, 9 meters tall, and nearly identical, except that one's foliage was a rich, deep purple, and the other's foliage was a bright, glossy green. I have been reading a lot about cultivars, Dendro, Sal continued. There are trademarks, patents, and all sorts of marketing considerations that I haven't had time to research thoroughly. Yes, I'm vaguely familiar with the process, I confessed. But uh, why call me and not a local nursery? Sal looked from side to side and drew in close to me. I've been in the business world for years, Dendro, and I know not to go around giving trade secrets to the competition. I need someone who knows trees, but doesn't make a living selling them to be my front man. Well, if that's the case, I replied, I think I'd better start by advising you to place a for sale sign up in the front yard. Sorry to put a damper on your excitement, but this tree isn't your big break into the horticulture industry.
Sal was taken aback. What do you mean? Who wouldn't want this tree in his or her yard? I can't argue with you there, I said. However, I am nearly certain that the purple-leaved stem belongs to a Crimson King Norway maple. Crimson King is a cultivated variety, cultivar for short, of Norway maples that is already commonly planted in urban and residential settings. Like many cultivars, Crimson King has been patented. The green-leaf stem that gives this tree its two-toned appearance is plant material originating from the tree's rootstock. I went on to explain that many cultivars and varieties develop desirable traits as a result of breeding or genetic mutation. Sometimes these characteristics can be preserved through sexual propagation. If so, these true breeding varieties may be planted as seeds in a nursery. If sexual propagation isn't possible, for example when trying to reproduce seedless cultivars, or if the traits will be lost through breeding, as with F1 hybrids, some plants may be reproduced vegetatively. Vegetative or asexual propagation is accomplished through a variety of means, including cuttings, grafting, layering, or through suckering. Crimson King, Norway Maple, are commonly propagated through budding, a form of grafting. In the case of Sal's tree, a stem cutting, a single bud known as a scion from Crimson King, Norway Maple, was grafted or joined to a wild-type Norway Maple seedling, which was grown specifically to serve as a rootstock. While dormant, the tree serving as the rootstock for the Crimson King was cut several inches above the ground level, and the bud was grafted to it. In spring, all of the energy reserves and water absorption potential of the rootstock were utilized to stimulate growth in the grafted scion. The resulting growth from this grafted bud can be dramatic, from 6 to 10 feet, 2 to 3 meters, in a single growing season under intensive nursery production conditions. The result is a sizable clone of the original Crimson King Norway Maple. In grafting, care is taken to remove any adventitious shoots or suckers that arise from the rootstock. This ensures that grafted bud is what forms the tree's above-ground growth. However, something perhaps mechanical wounding from a lawnmower or string trimmer, triggered the growth of an adventitious shoot below the graft union on Sal's tree. The growth from the rootstock lacked the characteristic purple foliage of the Crimson King, and instead produced the normal green foliage common to most Norway maples. Many cultivars exhibit traits that, while attractive, are not necessarily considered advantageous to the growth and survival of the tree. Trees with variegation or purple foliage often photosynthesize at reduced rates when compared to their green-leaved counterparts. As a result, they often exhibit slower growth rates and are often shaded or crowded out before they're able to pass on their genetic traits. A faster-growing green-leafed shoot originating below the bud union quickly reached the same size as the Crimson King scion. I informed Sal that if not removed, the green-leaved leader will likely overtop its maroon-leaved counterpart. Sal was dumbstruck. Patented? You mean somebody has already discovered my tree? 
I'm afraid so, I replied. It gets a little more complicated in that the original patent for this well-established cultivar was awarded over seven decades ago and has since expired. But rest assured, this is not your quick ticket to horticultural fame and fortune. After consoling Sal and helping him set up for the for sale sign in the front yard, I decided to check out Meadowbrook Park and see how Codet and his friends were doing. On the ride over, I tried out several cultivar names of my own. Dendro's Pride. Hmm, no. Sunset Sleuth, maybe. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just use the code DD3207 to complete the quiz. And stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture.